Let's take off. Bongani and Nala on Radio 2000. Right now, though, we're going to be speaking um, to the spokesperson for the South African Police Service, Oprigadier uh, Vishnaidu, um, and just, I guess, trying to get behind what you've been saying. Like, how do we fix it? And if you've got any questions, you are more than welcome to send voice notes to him and we'll play them and we'll try and see if he can answer some of them. Um, Mr. Naidu, good morning. Welcome to the show. Uh, very good morning to you and thank you for this opportunity, uh, Bongani. I think um, let's maybe start with the, 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 the Zen Sprite incident where eight people were killed. Um, mm-hmm. I know the Minister of the Police, Upegikele, uh, you know, said he takes full responsibility for the police's failure. Uh, to protect those nine people uh, following the mob violence. What is your comment as the spokesperson for, for the police service? Well, uh, Bongani, first and foremost, um, I think every case um, uh, of this nature has to be treated on its own merits. And uh, looking at the preliminary investigation of this case, um, indeed, as the minister has said, um, that um, he he's requested a full investigation into this, we are indeed awaiting the outcome of the investigation as to, you know, exactly what contributed to the, you know, to these people being killed. And uh, if there's been police complicity, police negligence, police ineptness in any way, then the necessary actions will be taken, uh, if not criminally, at least departmentally. So that, that matter, I can say, is currently um, being attended to as we speak. Uh, that investigation is underway. But if you look at the actual incident itself, and I don't think there can be any justification whatsoever or any condemnation whatsoever of any member of a community resorting to such um, heinous crimes or violence uh, in response to what they perceive to be criminal activities. Because such action, Bongani, is no lesser of a crime than the actual crime committed by the, you know, by, by those people mm. against whom such yeah. actions are being committed. So Brigadier, we, can't, the, we can't be condoning that. Definitely. Look, look and, 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 and I definitely hear where you're coming from, but we've just been speaking about it on the show. And the biggest issue that, that citizens have is the fact that they don't trust the police, number one. And also, they are saying that when they go and report the criminals... Um, to, to the police stations in their areas. Either there is no response from the police or the criminals, because they are friends with the police and they pay bribes, they are out the following day, if not an hour later. So a- as someone that is speaking for the police, do you think the police service itself has an issue with bribes um, f- and corruption within the actual police system? Well, it's not something that is... is across the board in the organization. But, of course, there's no denying that some of our police officers do get involved in criminal activities, uh, in corruption, in accepting bribes, because we, we ourselves have arrested our own colleagues and put them behind bars and removed them from the organization, uh, even if they were not put behind bars. So there's no denying that happens. But to say that this is what led to that incident would be a little bit premature and perhaps a little bit irresponsible at this no, point we've, in time. No, we've left that now. For now, we are just trying to deal with the police. I'm indeed working very hard. Of course, you wouldn't be seeing so many criminals behind bars in prison if police were not doing their work. I think, I think you can agree with me on that. But the fact of the matter is, we, you know, the National Commissioner, when he took office in 2017 as the National yes. Commissioner of Police, 
He put a turnaround vision in place, which turnaround vision has became inclusive of uh, uh, anti you know dealing with corruption within the organization, but it also dealt with putting in um, you know uh, integrated uh, uh, um, uh, cooperation with communities, business, and so forth. So we put the traditional policing concept in place. We had the um, the um, community policing uh, uh, strategy launched in October 2019. Uh, we've got the uh, uh, religious crime prevention program and so on and so forth. You would have seen in the past year to year and a half, we've arrested many police officers, including lieutenant generals, major generals, brigadiers, uh, and junior officers for but corruption. But it's still not enough, so, though. So, 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 so I well, hear it's you. Been a, well, it's been a start. And, yes, uh, but it's still not we're enough. Talking about, we're talking about an organization that's nearly 200,000 strong. And uh, we, you know, so so these are people, you know, I, I, I like it when one of the ministers used this uh, this uh, analogy of of uh, Jesus Christ and his 12 apostles and, and uh, or his 12 followers. And in that 12, we had two people that have renegated, two of his uh, followers that renegated against him. Yeah, we have, organi- have an organization of nearly 200,000 people, and surely you're going to get people that yes, are, yes, are going yes, wayward. Yes, yes. And we are yeah. dealing with it. It's not like we're dealing with it. Uh, it's no, not no. like we are not dealing with it. You know? and, and I know I'm sounding like, like I'm anti what you're saying, but the reason why I'm mm. saying this is because the community on the ground, from what they are saying to us now, they are saying that they aren't seeing changes. So I hear what you are saying is happening at the top. But in most communities, like you'll wait an hour until you get any response. You know, I, I also don't want to see people being killed, but I'm from Mlazi. Mlazi, if you phone the police station, you are lucky if either someone does come and the problem is there isn't anyone that you can go and report to because you must report to the same police. Uh, no, that's not true, Bongani. We have gone on an extensive education and awareness program. We have uh, uh, compiled a directory, a telephone directory, which we also put online on the SAPS online, www.saps.gov.za, where we include phone numbers of all levels of policing, right from the bottom, right up to the minister, the deputy minister, the national commissioner of police. There are email addresses, contact numbers. So... If a, if a community member cannot um, get the desired service at a police station, they can call the station commander directly or they can call the district commissioner yeah. directly or even the provincial commissioner, uh, depending on the seriousness of, mm-hmm. the, of the matter. So, they, so we sure. have gone on that extensive drive to educate the communities and, and, and raise awareness that they have a next port of call should they not receive the desired service from the local police station. Uh, now, Brigadier, just to kind of wrap it up, uh, there is a perception that mob justice is uh, its a thing for people who are underprivileged, you know. I, I mean, if you're looking at the dynamics of South Africa, Zanspreit, for instance, that's a police station. The Honeydew police station is the police station that I share with Zanspreit. In Santon, the Santon police station is the one that they share with Alex. Would you say that there is more attention given to the suburban areas than the informal settlements where they are sharing the same police? Uh, when, when currently, well, not currently, the SEPS has gone through a restructuring process where we have decided to move resources from a strategic framework level to a localized policing framework level. Now, so, so that we can capacitate those very areas that were previously disadvantaged so that we can have more police there. And remember, 
all we have to take into consideration root causes of crime. And we know that there are serious social economic problems yes, in the definitely. country. There are lots of people living below the breadline. The, the factors that contribute uh, or the causal factors that contribute to, to serious crimes taking place, particularly your contact crimes, as well as your, 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 your um, property-related crimes, mm. are, are things like abuse of alcohol, drug abuse, and yes, so forth, yes, which yes. people must commit these crimes to sustain these, these terrible habits. So it's, it's a social problem as well. And it's not so much that they're not getting the desired service from the police service. It, it, it involves and requires a collective of approaches, which starts from, from uh, a person's home to the community. Do their part as well. We've also got Absolutely. a caller who's also yes. on the line. Uh, we've got Tanki. So Tanki, so good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Mogani. Um, my, my question to Mr. Naidu is that uh, why is it that all police officers are not undergoing a security clearance uh, uh, to, 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 to check their, their, their lives? And because the, the biggest problem in Saab is corruption. So uh, that's why communities are now taking law into their own hands. Why are police officers not being vetted? That's my question. Mr. Naidu? Oh, that's a... That's an excellent question, Bongani. Thank you for that question. Um, no, that's not true. Um, it's been two years now that we have, uh, that all police officers in the organization are undergoing vetting and lifestyle audits. And this, um, this is part of the process of the National Commissioner's Initiative to clean up the organization. And uh, yes, of course, we, we can't, um, you know, allow for, for, for corrupt um, or criminal elements within the organization. And that mm. vetting and lifestyle audit is being conducted precisely to, uh, you know, to clean the organization of those uh, criminal ele- elements within the organization. So that is happening as we speak. Um, and I mean, this- speaking of that, uh, before, before we go there, speaking of that, uh, where IPED is concerned, and um, a lot of people are saying the reason why they're frustrated is because the police are working together with the criminals. Uh, is IPED doing a good enough job in making sure that investigations are carried out and people are actually convicted for being in contact with these criminals and working hand in hand with them? Uh, it will be very unfair of me to respond to that question because I don't speak on behalf of IPED. IPED is an independent police investigative directorate. Uh, you will maybe need to uh, get them on, on your show uh, to come on board and explain to you exactly the processes they follow and so forth. But what I can tell you is this, that just last week when the minister, during his budget vote speech uh, yeah. and during the budget vote debate, rather, it was expressed our undercapacitated iPad is. But despite that, I know for a fact from, from where I'm standing from the outside that every case where police officer, officers are involved, where they're involved in a shooting or they're arrested or they are involved in corruption and so forth, we contact iPad because we have to give them that opportunity first to take over that investigation and it's their choice whether they want to take it or not. And, in, and more often than not, they take those cases and yes, police officers, as we speak, are sitting in jail for crimes that they have committed, whatever, whatever crimes yeah. they might be. So IPAD is doing their work, but I think like us as the they SAPS, could we, could do, we could do with more resources. Uh, you know, given the challenges and given, um, you know, uh, the, the population that we have to deal with. Uh, Vish, we've got one more call before we wrap because uh, we're going to run out of time. Good morning, Dombi. Welcome to the show. Hi, how are you, Bongani? 
Welcome. Um, Vish is listening. You can ask the question, please. Yeah, I would like to to say to Mr. Nidus, can you please take the criticism with an open heart? What what you are taking aside, when you call the police station, it takes them hours to come. And police are not being vested because it's true. The life that they're living, some of them is ridiculous. Can you take it with a good heart that maybe they're not doing as enough job as they should and they should improve upon that? Because what I'm hearing, he's just being defensive about everything. And then we're not going to solve any problem if that's the kind of attitude he's coming with. Then it's just not going to help, Bongani. Thank you very much. Dombi, thank you for your comment. Um, Vish, uh, in wrapping? Yeah. Uh, Bongani, quick! I, I, I honestly couldn't hear. She was basically very, she was basically clearly. saying she was saying that you need to take the criticism with an open heart, because you are sounding yes. very defensive as yes. you are speaking to them that are listening. And obviously, she represents the community. That's what you were saying. No, no, no. I take I take that. I'm not sounding defensive. Uh, uh, sorry for sounding defensive. But what I'm saying is that we are dealing with our police officers who do not uh, do their work properly. Remember. There's been a call right up from the level of the minister, the national commissioner, and even us as uh, spokespersons, um, warning our members publicly that should they not provide the desired service to, a, uh, to the community or should they be caught turning away community members, particularly those that are victims of gender-based violence and so forth, they will lose their jobs, and that has been happening. So we, we, we concede that police officers are not doing their work, but we, but we are saying that it's, it's just... Um, you know, um, the minority of police officers that are behaving in that way. But before I go, Bongani, I just also want to add to my response uh, uh, on the previous caller when he spoke about uh, the work that IPED is doing. Also, as the, the as the organization, the South African Police Service, we too have control measures in place. We have our own investigation capacity. We have an anti-corruption unit within the organization dealing with these kind of cases. But what I want to say is that we want the communities to watch out tomorrow. We will be briefing the Portfolio Committee on Police on, the, on our latest developments as far as discipline management is concerned within the organization. And that will give a clear picture of how we are managing uh, ill discipline, ineptness, and so forth within the organization. Vish, thank you for speaking to us. And I heard you earlier on saying you are sorry. Don't be sorry. Fix it. But thank you for speaking to us this morning. Thank you, Bongani. Um, that was uh, Brigadier Vish Naidu from uh, the, the SAPS, uh, the spokesperson. Guys, we didn't even play a song. Sorry for music people. We, it, it, it just didn't happen. <laughs> Don't stress. We've got a mix uh, which is coming up for you. But, but, but I really feel the frustration from the communities, yeah, boy? Um, often when you hear these conversations, you always feel like you are not part of it. You are just sitting there in your corner and there's your, 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 your corner police station, which is not helping. Yes, he was on radio, but nothing changes on the ground. I really hope that at some point, guys, because something needs to change. People need to feel safe in their own communities. Weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. with Bongani and Nala. Let's take off.